Praise God. Appreciate you, Brother Phillips. We do love you and your family. God bless you. You come preach to us. God bless you. Love you. Well, clap your hands like you love Jesus. Clap your hands like you've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I was talking to a friend of mine today on the way here, and he asked me, he said, what are you preaching tonight? I said, well, tonight, I'll be honest, the way I feel right now, I feel like walking into the devil's camp, kicking his teeth out, taking his lunch money, and spending it on ice cream. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you what, there ain't no telling what will happen when God's people just stand up and say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to let you bother me, but I'm going to walk in victory, and I'm going to walk in power, and I'm going to walk in demonstration, and I'm going to see the miraculous. I'm going to tell you, somebody could get a miracle in this house tonight. Woo! Hallelujah. Acts chapter 19, Acts chapter 19, verse 21. While you're turning there, let me say what an honor and a privilege it is to be here tonight. And uh, I love Bendale. I love your pastor and first lady, pastor and first lady Moore who are my friends, and they're really more than friends to me. I feel as if God has connected us in a way that they're like family. And I, I love and appreciate them. And I try my best to get by Bendale as much as I can because I believe that God has connected us for a purpose and for a reason and that at some point, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I do know that at some point we're just going to be having church here one night and all of a sudden, revival like we've never known is going to blow up. And I know I say it every time I come, and I'm going to say it again probably multiple times tonight. But this church just ain't going to be big enough to handle what God wants to do in Bendale, Mississippi. Hallelujah. Man, and for those of you that say, well, Bendale's a very small community, and I don't know if you can have a large church in Bendale. Well, let me just tell you about where I attend church, and J.S., some of you have been there. It's out in the middle of the country just like this, and there's about 350 people that were there last night on a midweek service, and on Sunday morning, there'll be somewhere between 375 and 400 out in the middle of the country. It can happen here. I'm not going to say it can. I'm going to say it will happen here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Acts 19, again, Brother Moore, thank you for the invitation. I love you, and I appreciate you and honor you tonight. Acts 19 and 21, and after these things were ended, Paul purposed in the Spirit, not in himself, but in the Spirit, when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia to go to Jerusalem, saying, After I've been there, I must also see Rome. So he sent into Macedonia two of them that ministered unto him, Timotheus and Aristus, but he himself stayed in Asia for a season. At the same time, there arose no small stir about that way, for a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith, which made silver shrines for Diana, brought no small gains unto the craftsmen, who he gathered together with the workmen of like occupation and said, Sirs, you know by this craft, this craft being idol-making, he said, you know by idol-making we have our wealth. Moreover, ye see and hear, 
that not alone in Ephesus, say it with me, Ephesus. Oh, that was weak. Say Ephesus. Ephesus, but almost throughout all Asia. Everyone say Asia. This Paul hath persuaded and turned away much people, saying that they be no gods which are made with hands. So that not only this our craft is in danger to be set at all, but also that the temple of the great goddess Diana should be despised and her magnificence should be destroyed, whom all Asia, and watch this, and the world, everyone say the world, all Asia and the world worshipeth. Want to draw your attention to what, not to what the preacher is saying, but to what the devil is saying. The devil says, if we don't stop this preacher, he's not just going to stop us here in Ephesus or in Bendale. He said, but in all Asia or in the United States of America. And he said, if, and if we don't get him stopped there, then they will change the world. I want to preach to you tonight as, as Demetrius was talking and, and I, I was reading this chapter. I just believe that the Lord spoke this into my spirit a couple weeks ago. And I, I started noticing that Demetrius was kind of telling off on hell a little bit. And he was telling us how nervous hell is. And so I just want to preach tonight with your help and the help of the Lord for just a few moments. No hope for hell. No hope for hell. Would you help me right now by lifting your hands and your voice to heaven and ask the Lord to move in this place? God, we love you. We praise you. We honor. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you thanks. Come on, somebody. Lift your voice with me. God, we believe in you for the miraculous right now. We believe in you for miracles, signs, and wonders. You said they would follow them that believe. We believe you tonight. We believe you that a miracle is going to happen in this house. In the name of Jesus, we believe you. Oh, God. We believe you, God, that you're going to open up the windows of heaven. And you're going to pour out a blessing that we cannot contain. We're going to believe you, God, right now. That you're going to do things in this house. That for our children and grandchildren will be talking about. And giving the testimony of what you did in this service. Us. We believe you for it tonight. In Jesus' name, we pray. Everyone said amen and clap your hands unto the Lord. Give God praise. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, come on. I think you can do a little bit better than that. Why don't you lift your voice with a shout? Why don't you just shout to make the devil mad right now? Why don't you shout in advance for the miracle that you believe you're going to receive on a Wednesday night? Woo! My God, I feel faith in this house right now. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. You may be seated as long as you promise to help me preach tonight. Hallelujah. We understand reading through the book of Acts, that Corinth and Ephesus are a couple of churches that are on the cutting edge of their day. Corinth and Ephesus are the epicenter of idol worship. They are the epicenter of philosophers. 
If you were to be the who's who of that day, you probably lived in Corinth or in Ephesus. The issue uh, with this, with getting to this place of power within these cities is most of the jobs, most of uh, the political positions, and most of the relationships revolved around false god worship. They revolved around idol making. They revolved around worshiping a god built with man's hands. And, and so the issue with that naturally is when a preacher comes to town. A preacher will mess up your little pretty idea of religion. Yeah, a real preacher. A preacher will mess up your little idea of how church is supposed to be. They, they said, you know, we don't have an issue with the preachers in our temples or we don't have an issue with the preachers that are letting us have church as usual and worship whatever we want to worship and, and live however we want to live. But what we got an issue with is a preacher that will come and tell uh, everybody around us that there's only one God and he wasn't made by man's hand, but he is high and sitting on the throne and above him there is none and beside him there is none because there's no God like our God. I've come to tell you on a Wednesday night the, the same thing that Paul taught the people in Ephesus that there's no God like our God. You can look high and you can look low and you're not going to find anybody like Jesus. You can go to the banker and the banker can't help you like Jesus can help you. You can go to the I wish I had somebody help me preach right now. You can go to the doctor and the doctor can't fix you like Jesus can fix you. The lawyer doesn't have a big enough degree to tell you what you need to do like Jesus can help you and point you in the right direction. I'm glad to know tonight that there's nobody like Jesus. There's nobody like my Savior. There's nobody like my King. He's above all. He's through all. And he's in all. And all power is is in his hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so what causes this to happen, I'm, I'm just going to preach like I'm in an apostolic church tonight. What, what causes it to happen is at this point in time as he's preaching and he's teaching, the Bible says that they take these books of sorcery and they bring them to the man of God and they burn them. And, and, and so it's not like they're putting their sin off on somebody else, but they're getting rid of it all together. Oh, help me, Jesus. I could chase a rabbit right now. <laughs> but but there's this idea that, that happens here as somebody finally says, you know what, I'm sick of this preacher. I'm sick, I'm, I'm sick of him because real preaching causes real conversions. And that's why we wonder in our day why nobody's converted because we, we have a lack of people that'll get up. Thank, you better thank God every day for your pastor that'll get up and tell you the truth. You better, I, I don't care how hard he preaches it. When he's preaching, if he's preaching against sin, there ought to be something in you that rises up and says, preach to me, preacher. Don't let me be lost. I don't want to just be, a, I, I want to be a convert. I want to transition from a world of sin into a world of living for God. And I don't want to stop there, but I want to continue to grow in the house of God. 
Hallelujah. So Paul is preaching and there is conversion that's happening. And I'm, I'm trying to get to where I'm going tonight. But the truth of the matter is I got three nights to preach this out. So I, we might start right back here tomorrow night. I can chase every rabbit I want to chase. Praise God. But, but there, there is an issue, and I've, I've heard preachers preach this, and I've read this, and I've assumed this my whole life, as they called Paul, and they were going to beat up Paul. But that's in Acts 16. In Acts 19, that's not what happens. See, when you read the book of Acts chapter 19, you'll find that it wasn't Paul that got captured by Demetrius. It was not Paul that got captured by the crowd. But it was two of the converts of Paul. Gaius and Aristarchus, they are captured. They are men that have taken the preaching of the man of God and they have applied it to their own life. And now they are operating in the same anointing that their pastor is anointing is operating him. The preacher has laid hands on them. The preacher has preached to them. And now they have taken what he has preached and they're applying it to their life. And they're going out and they're preaching what their preacher has preached. Can I tell you tonight that you don't have to be behind a pulpit to be a preacher? But there needs to be something inside of you that backs up with what your preacher says. And when you get on the job and you're swinging a hammer in your hand, you're preaching, you're re-preaching the message he preached on Sunday morning. When you get on the job and everybody's around you, there ought to be something inside of you. It starts flowing out of you. Everything that the man of God said, he said, I could lay hands on the sick, so I'm not going to call pastor, but I'm going to lay hands on you because he told me that the same power that's in him is the same it's the same power that's living on the inside of me. I've come to tell somebody tonight, you might not ever get behind a pulpit, but you're anointed to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. You're anointed to cast out demons. You're anointed to have revival. You're anointed to tear hell's kingdom down. I'm not just looking for a preacher. I'm looking for a saint that'll lock up with their man of God and say preacher if you'll preach it in the pulpit I'll preach it on my job I'll preach it in my home I'll preach it everywhere I go well brother Phillips you don't understand what kind of job I got and what kind of heathens I got to work with well when was the last time they caught you up and stoned you on your job when was the last time that the preacher had to have a prayer meeting because he was afraid that the crowd was going to tear you to pieces? Oh, help me, Jesus. I done got off in something now. Because that's what's happening here. Paul is fretting. Paul is upset. Paul is praying. And they're having to retain Paul and saying, Paul, you can't go out there. If you go out there, they're going to kill you, Paul. Because he, he's afraid that if they catch his converts and, and, and they do what they want to do, they're going to tear them apart and they're going to kill them and they're going to murder them. That lets me know that they were preaching the same message and they weren't. 
They weren't watering it down. They were. They had a rough crowd too. Uh, they had a bunch of folks that didn't want anything to do with church uh, and didn't want anything to do with God. Uh, but that didn't stop them uh, from saying, well, yesterday uh, he preached Acts 2.38. Uh, yesterday uh, he preached holiness or hell. Uh, yesterday uh, he preached Deuteronomy 6 and 4. Uh, yesterday uh, he preached that there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Uh, yesterday. They took the message that he preached uh, and they re-preached it to their peers. I'm telling you, uh, I don't care how rough the crowd is. Uh, they're not so rough uh, that you can't open up your mouth uh, and preach the message. Uh, speak the message. Uh, lay hands uh, like the message says you can do. And I want you to hear me. I want you to get this. They're mad at Paul. They're upset at Paul. But they have a revelation that Paul can't do it all by himself. The, the devil understands that one mule, if I can just preach it like a country boy tonight, one mule can't pull no big wagon by himself. And so he said, we're not going to catch Paul. But maybe if we catch his converts. Do you realize that one preacher and two converts Turned a city of over 100,000 upside down? See, you missed it. One preacher, two converts, turned 100,000 people upside down. What would happen if every saint of God in Bendale, Mississippi got so ate up with revival that everywhere you, I'm telling you, Bendale, Mississippi wouldn't be, it would be all apostolic uh, when you would buy in so much uh, that everybody you meet, uh, you say, listen, I, I know you gotta go and, uh, and I, I know we're standing here at the grocery line together, uh, but if you'll just give me a minute, uh, I gotta preach to you. I gotta tell you about Jesus. Uh, I gotta, I gotta tell you about the goodness of God. Uh, I gotta tell you how he can heal you. Uh, I gotta tell you how he can deliver you. My God is an able God. Three apostolics made hell so mad that hell finally started telling on itself and saying, with that message, there ain't nothing we can do. We can start a riot, but the truth of the matter is, is there's no hope for hell. I've come to put the devil on notice in Bendale tonight that you can fight all you want to fight. You can fuss all you want to fuss. You can try to let false doctrine run rampant if you want to. But there's a group of people here that are stepping up to the plate that have made up in their mind if my preacher preaches it, I'm going to preach it. And if he says it can happen, I'm going to believe it's going to happen. And I'm going to take what I feel at the house of God everywhere I go until everybody around is talking about it. Bendale, I just want you to know to every demonic spirit uh, to every spirit of addiction uh, to every spirit of depression uh, to every spirit uh, that's coming against marriages uh, and telling families apart uh, you don't have any hope uh, because there's a church here uh, that believes that there's a God uh, that can deliver uh, and that will deliver uh, and so the addict uh, will be delivered uh, and the family
family will be put back together again and the mind will be saved and have peace because we got a God and we're preaching his message. We got a God and we're going forth and we're doing exploits. One preacher, two saints, turn the world upside down. One message, one preacher, two converts. One message. I'm going to preach this until you get up in the middle of the night to eat your milk and cookies and you're going to be saying it. One message, one preacher, and two converts change the world. All I got to figure out is which convert am I. All I got to figure out is which one. I, I, I know not everybody's going to get on board, uh, but I'm on board. Uh, and so if you want the other position, you're going to have to fight me for it. Uh, because when it's time to get to the front, I'm going to be the first one at the front. Uh, when it's time to pray, uh, I'm going to be the first one to pray. Uh, when it's time to run and jump and shout, uh, I'm going to be the first one out of my pew uh, running and jumping and shouting. Uh, because I know that I know that I know that I know uh, that there's no hope uh, if I do what he does. There's no hope for hell if I apply what he preaches. There's no hope for the spirits that are holding my lost family back. Oh, somebody. I know I've got some lost children. I know I've got lost nieces and nephews. But devil, I'm just putting you on notice. You don't have any hope because I'm going to preach the message that my preacher preaches. I'm going to believe the message that my preacher preaches. And we will see revival. Why the workmen of Demetrius were building idols. Gaius and Aristarchus were building churches. While the idol builders of Demetrius were building idols, Gaius and Aristarchus were building altars. While the idol builders were making money on every side, Gaius and Aristarchus we're planting money in the house of God. What? Oh, help me, Jesus. While everybody was saying, well, we'll just go down here and we'll buy us a little God. And we'll, what, we'll do what we want to do. And we'll live how we want to live. Gaius and Aristarchus said, I'll take that same money and I'll plant it into the mission field. And I'll plant it in the building fund. Uh, I'm, I know it always gets tight when we start preaching about money, but it's a part of revival. And I'm not here tonight. You say, well, preacher, you just after my money. Honey, I don't want your money. I, I just want to be blessed by God. I, I'm here to tell you right now that there's a kind of revival that God wants for Bendale uh, and that you're going to have to be blessed to be able to fund it. Uh, and you're going to have to be blessed uh, to be able to build the new building. Uh, so what we need is a Gaius uh, and an Aristarchus uh, that'll call Paul on the phone uh, and say, how big do you want that building? Uh, I'm at the building right now. I'm at the supply store right now. How much PVC do we need? How much concrete do we need? How many two by fours do we need? Because I'm going to build a church that's so big that every idol worshiper in Bendale has to know that there is a God that's above the gods I worship. There is a message that is greater than the message I've heard. There is a power and demonstration that I don't yet no. Yeah. 
It's like hell's having a board meeting in, a fee, in, in Ephesus. So we got as many liars as we always had. Got more thieves than we got people. Immorality is at an all-time high. Does this sound familiar to anybody? Because it sounds kind of like what our world looks like right now. Understand, this, this stuff ain't new. I know you get all bent out of shape because I do too. But this ain't new. You look at the regulations of Rome and Ephesus and Corinth. This ain't new. Now I can just see the preachers, them young preachers, walking around, Paul, what are we going to do? I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to do what we've always done. We're going to have Holy Ghost Church and put the devil on the run. We're going to have Holy Ghost Church and while the world's going to hell in a handbasket, we're going to cause such a big wave that when hell starts having a board meeting, all they know to do is scratch their head. Because we got more liars and we got more thieves and we got more adulterers and we got more this and we got more that. But the church is still growing and they're building new buildings and, and, and they're starting daughter works and, and they're funding mission works. And the next thing you know, just from a little church in Bendale, God starts. Little church on the side of the road might set 150 people as it is, but when God gets done with it, when people buy in, the next thing you know, they're running 500 plus. They're running seven. Because somebody bought in. What are we going to do in Bendale? I don't know. We're losing ground. Hell, you don't have any hope. Yeah, I, I, I know there's crack addicts, and I know we've had people backslide. But hell, just, just so you know, we ain't stopping. God, I feel this in the Holy Ghost right now. We ain't stopping. We ain't slowing down. We ain't turning around. As a matter of fact, we're about to give it more than we've ever given it before. And we're about to give it until we see it break. Until we see the building. Until we see the soul saved. We won't back up. We won't sit down. We're not coming off this wall. No send ballot. No Tobias. I'm doing a great work. And I can't come down. I'm a working on a building. It's a sure foundation. I'm working. I'm building a building that says we will see our city saved. Let me just tell you something. Holy Ghost Church is still the answer for the addict. For the depressed, for the, for the dysfunctional, that's why we can't come in here on Wednesday night and have church as usual. And just because it's midweek Bible study, come with a little folding of the hands uh, and a little sleep and a little slumber. Uh, that's why you can't afford uh, to have an average and mundane church. Uh, there's got to be a Gaius in this house. Uh, there's got to be an Aristarchus in this house uh, that says I'm setting the atmosphere uh, so that all of Ephesus uh, is turned on its nose. Uh, all of Ephesus uh, knows this is a church uh, that has revival. Right. Woo. 
It's a spiritual warfare. It's a spiritual battle going on between the workmen's of idols and the workmans of, of, of a God that is infinite. Say, so, preacher, I, I, I know what you're telling me, but the truth is, is we're not saved by works, and we know that by Ephesians chapter 2. We're not saved by works through, ga- through faith and grace. For it's not by works lest any man should boast. My works don't save, in, don't save me. No, but you turn back to Matthew. and he would, When Jesus is teaching, he says that men might see your good works and glorify God. My works might not save me, but my works might save somebody else. What Jesus was simply saying is, you can't be saved by laying hands on somebody and them being healed. But they might can be saved by you laying hands on somebody and them being healed. Because they might not listen to you as long as you're walking around with your Pentecostal pious attitude. And they may not hear you as long as you're quoting Acts 2.38 and Deuteronomy 6 and 4. But the moment their mama has cancer and they've called every preacher they know to pray for them. And preacher after preacher has went down to the doctor and they're still sick. But all of a sudden... A Pentecostal apostolic saint of God uh, walks in uh, and anoints with all, uh, and the prayer of faith uh, shall save them which are. That's when your works uh, start doing what God called them to do. Uh, That's when your works uh, start saving. Uh, That's when your works uh, start changing the world. Because if you remember what started all of this, Acts chapter 19, verses 11 and 12. What got all them riled up is the the miraculous was taking place. Paul was doing works. He was casting out demons. And that's what got everybody all bent out of shape. And now the demons are departing. And every time hell loses ground, it starts trying its best to get louder and louder and louder. Because the Bible says that Demetrius calls them together and they get out in the streets and they start shouting. And I'm going to come back to this in a minute. Great is Diana of the Ephesians. And the longer they went, the louder they shouted. You know what? This just, oh Lord, there's that rabbit again. I'm going to chase this one. It amazes me how idol worshipers can get in the streets for two hours with no drums, no keyboard, no song leader, and shout for two hours for a God that never saved, never healed, never delivered, never... And Oh, I'm just to hurt somebody's feelings. I can feel it in my flesh. And preacher, I'm tired. Are you now? I'm wore out. Really? You don't know what kind of day I had. I promise you it wasn't bad as mine. Everybody has them days. This was one of them. You don't know how bad my day has been. No, you just ain't thought about how good your God is. That's what the problem is. You, you hadn't thought back. It's been a while since you looked back to where he brought you from. I, 
And so I made up my mind a long time ago. I'm not going to let an idol worshiper out worship me. I'm not going to let them come to church and shout for two. Hey, they were in the street shouting. My God, you come in here tonight with padded pews and air conditioning. There ought to be something inside of you that says, I don't care if they're not singing my favorite song. I don't care if the beat of the drum ain't what I want it to be. I don't There needs to be something inside of you uh, that says when I come to church, uh, I know why I'm here. I'm here to bless him. Uh, I'm here to praise him. Uh, I'm here to lift him up because uh, he's been good. Uh, he's, been, he's been better to me uh, than I've been to myself. I'm not going to let an idol worshiper uh, out-worship me. Come on, I'm telling you tomorrow night when we get back in this house, uh, we ought to blow the windows out uh, with praise and worship. Uh, Friday night, uh, you ought to blow the windows out. Sunday morning, uh, you ought to blow the windows out uh, because God has been good. Devil got mad. And he tries to match the miraculous with this, this madness, if you will. And I know it's a little intimidating when you go to your job and you're looking at the masses of people that are out in the streets and they're worshiping their idols. Let's just be honest. Two saints can't get louder than the hundreds of idol worshipers. But can I tell you something? Miracles are always louder than masses. Miracles are always louder than people that are trying to say it don't take all that. Miracles are always louder than people saying, you know, there ain't nothing to that church down at Pendale. Miracles are always louder than the naysayers and the false prophets and the false doctrines. You don't need to try to match how loud the devil is. You just need to... Just create an atmosphere where miracles can take place. And miracles are always louder than the sound of the enemy. There's no hope for hell. Because this is a church. Oh God, I hope it's the mantra. Every time you come to church, there ought to be something in you that's looking for a miracle, a sign, and a wonder. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Miracles, signs, and wonders. For he said they would follow them that believe. And I just want you to know, God, I'm not a non-believer. I believe that you're still the God of miracles, signs, and wonders. I believe you're still the God that heals the sick and raises the dead. You're still the God that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or even think. As long as you're on the throne, there's no hope for hell. As long as we're your people and we're operating in your power because he said greater not the same not average not ordinary not enough to match hell's power but greater is he that is it there's no hope for hell because I got greater living on the inside of me musicians come I'm, I'm going to try to close here in just a few moments maybe I don't know I might preach a while longer but 
get so focused because Paul's writing to Timothy. He says, Demas has forsaken us. And he's went to Thessalonica. But do you know where Aristarchus is from? Thessalonica. So I know there's one backsliding, but God said, hey, that's okay. Because I'm going to bring some power and demonstration in here. And Demas couldn't hold up when the pressure came. Demas got scared and started running. But Aristarchus, you can put him in the middle of a, of a crowd that's trying to rip him to shreds. And he'll keep on preaching. Demas is afraid. But there ain't no backup in Aristarchus. There's something inside of him that says, you go ahead, devil. But the louder you preach, the louder I'm going to preach. And the more you try to mess up the church, the more I'm going to build the church. That's okay, tear it down. I'm going to build it up nicer and better, and it's going to be prettier than it was when you tore it up. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. I wish I had about 35 people that believe what I'm preaching right now. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. Against God? Yeah. But against his body here in the earth. Against the church of a living God. The gates of hell shall not prevail against a prayer warrior that made up in their mind that no matter how bad it gets, I'm going to get that much meaner. I'm going to pray that much harder. I'm going to worship that much louder. I'm closing. I'm closing. You ought to just make your way out of where you're at right now. But I want you to hear this. When they started shouting, they started shouting, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. This is interesting to me, Sister Moore, because they had enough sense to recognize that they were shouting and dancing over a God that they created. But devil, I want you to know I come to church to worship a God that created me. I'm not here worshiping stuff that's been created with man's hands. I'm here worshiping something that before time ever began, he was there. That when the... When the earth was void and without form, he was already God. He was already in control. I said that to say, it doesn't matter what demon in hell gets up and gets in your face. God was God before that demon was ever created. God was on the throne before he ever created that. Before that fallen angel ever took his first breath, God was already God. And so it doesn't matter what demon or what idol or what spirit comes against the church the gates of hell there's no hope devil we're not going to stop praising we're not going to stop worshiping we're not going to stop dancing we're not going to stop believing because we got a God that's able to do all things how many got problems right now how many got problems they're fixing the same. I want you to let hell know it ain't got any hope in your situation right now. 
wish there'd be a praise that comes out of you right now that before the my God uh, before the circumstance uh, is ever fixed uh, before the problem ever disappears there ought to be something inside of you uh, that says I come to church uh, on a Wednesday night uh, and I come to let hell know uh, if you think I'm giving up uh, you lost your mind uh, there's no hope for hell uh, there's no hope for hell in Bendale uh, there's no hope for hell uh, in my family uh, there's no hope for hell uh, in our community uh, we will rise uh, we will win uh, we will be Come on, you ought to lift up a shout of praise right now. That'll send the devil running. You ought to lift up a shout of praise. That'll tear down the gates. Somebody praise him with a loud voice. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise. Link up with a sister and get loose in the Holy Ghost. Come on, we're not going to take no for an answer. We're going to pray till we get an answer. doing this in the Holy Ghost. I, I, I walked right here and I know that some of the men in this church were shut down. Some of them are not here tonight. Sis, we're, if your husband works on shut down or you work in shutdowns, I want you to come up here. We're going to pray right now. This is what I felt the Lord do. If your husband or you work in shutdowns, I want you to come up here. Brother Moore, I believe, I felt this in the Holy Ghost just a moment ago when I stepped right there in front of that platform that God said he was fixing to bless these men with jobs that pay better than they can make on shut, working off and they're going to be able to be home and be in the house of God. I want, to, I want you to lift your hands towards these ladies and towards this brother right here. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. But I believe in uh, the Holy Ghost is going to open up doors of opportunity. Lay hands on them, Pastor Mora. God's going to open up doors of opportunity. Uh, and blessings are going to be released. Uh, and they're not going to have to work off. But they're going to be home. In Jesus' name, open up the door, God. Uh, open up a door that no man can shut. Uh, open up a door uh, that'll put the devil Open the door. Open the door. Open the door. Open the door. Open the door, God. 
Devil, you're not gonna have any hope. Devil, you're not gonna have any hope.
said, how? Pardon me a moment while I have a jubilee for the joy in the Holy Ghost. give him some high praise you ought to be giving some high praise because a miracle worker is in the house the miracle worker is working his miracle right now for you if you just reach out and claim it yeah you gotta speak to your mountain you gotta speak to the enemy of your soul I have been loosed I've been set free Pardon me a moment while I have a jubilee. The joy of the Holy Ghost, it's all over me. Somebody help me say it now. I have been loose, I've been set free. Pardon me a moment while I have a jubilee. The joy, the joy, the joy. Come on, I have been loose, I've made free. Come on. Do you believe the word of God? I have been loose. I've made been free. Set free. Free indeed. I have a jubilee for the joy of the Holy Ghost. All over me. Come on, say it again. I've been loose. I've been loose. I've made free. Set free. free tonight and like it's been made free come on Woo, if you're free you want to act like it <laughs> pass some more feels good in here mm-hmm. pass some more gone I lost him he hit among the stuff <laughs> not yet brother not yet <laughs> Man, anybody excited about the joy of the Lord? Joy of the Lord is our strength. That'll give us the strength to go out in them highways and byways and face that bunch of devils and tell them, hey, here it is. This is what you need. Amen. My, my, what a word we've heard in this place tonight. I want to go, I'm going to, I mean, try it tomorrow. You never know. I had somebody on my mind. Amen. If he comes in that store tomorrow. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Already been putting a little on him. <laughs> May just open up the vow a little more. <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, you never know. We're just going to let God be God. Folks, this is it. We ain't got nothing to be ashamed about. We ain't got nothing to be hesitant about. We ain't got nothing to put our heads down about. Man, we're the happiest people on the face of the earth. 
I'm telling you, we got it. And you know what? I believe God can answer these prayers. Brother Nathan just reminded me, telling me, good friend, did we just pray for what's been about six weeks ago, maybe? Four or five months ago. Okay. He was going to get a new job. And, and you want to tell us? You probably tell a lot better than I can. Let him tell you this. This is encouraged. I'd been meaning to tell Brother Moore about this, and I just kind of kept well with time and everything. A lot of times I just let things slip my mind, but uh came back to my mind when Brother Phillips was talking about the uh, people working off, working shutdowns. This uh, friend of ours in Tennessee, he uh, had asked us, he's asked us to pray about different things, and one thing after the other, seems like God just works it out for him. And uh, he had contacted us and told us that he had a job opportunity came up. Somebody had told him about some openings come up. He's a... Um, He's well. He does contracting work as far as building houses and remodeling and stuff, upper scale houses and stuff. And he's a first class contract, first class carpenter, I should say. Anyway, there was a job came up at a nuclear plant there outside of Knoxville, and very hard to get into. It's a one of those places that a lot of people want to work at, but you've got to have security clearance. It's there's a lot of things that involves getting on there, and. Uh, he wanted us to pray about it, so I, if I remember correctly, I came up, stood in for him, and uh, it was going to be quite a process with him going through the interviews and background check and getting his security clearance and everything. He was really worried because of some of his background as far as getting security clearance, and he told us he said this is, he said this would be the best opportunity that I've ever had, and it'll help us get our head above water. Well, one thing after the other, and it just kept rocking on, he got his interview, everything looked good, and went through the security clearance process. He told us what he was going to end up being, what he was going to start making, and it was going to be different raises he was going to get over about a year's time, if I remember correctly. I'm not exactly sure what he's been making, but I figure because of the work that he does and in the area, I figure he's probably been making in the mid-20s per hour. And... When he gets done after about a year, he'll be making, I believe, if I remember, it's $43 and something an hour. And he will have a good bit more vacation time. He'll have medical, which he did not have on his, he had to pay for it out of his pocket before. Um, he's got a lot better benefits. He's only going to be working four days a week, 10 hours a day, with optional overtime, not required. And... He just, he's totally thrilled as far as the opportunity. And he, he admits and he says, you know, God's, he said, God's helped me with this. He said, it's not something that I was able to do on my own. He said, God's definitely worked this out. So he realizes and he knows that the opportunities are out there and God's just waiting to open the door, even if he has to move somebody else out of the way. I believe he can do it. Praise God. How else are we going to buy a field and build buildings and do all that other stuff? Amen. God's going to work it out. God's the one that's working it all out, bringing it all together. And we're going to believe him. We're going to get on board. We're going to unite together. We're going to see it happen. Because God's got it for us. And you know what? I wouldn't sit on the outskirts. Say, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Whatever you want to do, God, I'm in. Uh, get my family involved.
trite, trite, trite. God's working, folks. What's a little up? Havens, Tyler, Tyler. Remy, did you know, remember the little boy? Where's Remy? Remember the little boy you stood in for two or three weeks ago and had the leukemia? They got a report back. We, you found out about it yesterday. And the report is no cancer cells. Hey, I'm talking about a case. I'm talking about a situation. This little boy was facing death. No hope. God hears and answers prayers, ladies and gentlemen. God's working. You just got to step up and say, hey, God, we're willing, we're willing, we're willing. Just do what you want to do, God. You're God. You can save and heal. And that can just be the beginning, folks. Who never knows what to, you know, I'm going to say this. And I know it's maybe going, but anyway. But I've made my mind up tonight. Hey, if, if these folks don't want to change, we'll just empty their buildings out. If they don't want to change and teach and preach and false doctrines and false teaching, we'll just empty their buildings out. That's up to them. They don't want this truth, then let's empty their buildings out. Praise God. This is truth. And hey, we're just wanting to go to heaven. We're just wanting to go to heaven. We just, oh, I just turned out my mind. Devil, you're not going to win. This is one prayer I pray against Montana. I tell God, I said, God, this is one situation. I don't want the devil to win. I want you to make the victory and pray, give her deliverance and heal her body. That even I know it's a bad deal. She made some bad decisions. But your mercy and grace, because she'll pick her up and turn her around. I simply don't want the devil to win. So we're going to pray. We're going to believe God and trust God. And you know what? He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Child's faith. Just be committed, dedicated. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. What a great way to start. Amen. This week. Be back tomorrow night, 6.30 prayer time. Anyway, and I know it's hustle bustle. I understand. 7 o'clock service time. But we're going to have a move of God here. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you tonight. Let's give that unto the Lord. Man. God bless you. Appreciate you.